Hello. It's me again. Um, I'm talking to myself. Talking to you. Um, started, this is take two. Started the last one by saying kind of quite earnestly, Hi, how are you? And I just thought, that's gross. Um, I mean, I do hope you're well. That is worth kind of making clear, but, uh, I don't know, it felt like a, sort of a, an intro to a YouTube video, or something like that, um, so, yeah, uh, you know, like the old YouTube videos where vloggers were famous, maybe 10 years ago, people like, uh, Zoella, they were kind of the glory days of YouTube. I loved that. I liked... <laughs> I liked vloggers. I did. I think I just vicariously lived through their lives. I should have just, you know, lived my own life. I mean, I, I didn't even watch them that intently, but I just kind of knew that they were there. And then, like, say if there was a day where I was ill and I couldn't watch TV or anything like that, I couldn't do anything that required me to be fully engaged, I'd probably put on Alfie Day's pointless blog and just let it play. And he'd just be going about his day, bloody canoeing or something or whatever. Um, Casey Neistat, he'd just be cool. He'd just be like skateboarding around New York and then building something and I don't know. I just have that stuff up. And I assume they still all exist, but... Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. But they made, they must have made enough money during that period of time for me to just completely not care right now. You know? I, I can only assume that they, they are fine. But, yeah. <clears throat> I do hope you're well. Um... I suppose there is a bit of an elephant in the room. Uh, Queen died. She was 96 years old. Queen Elizabeth II. And I think, like, I kind of, I kind of find, I don't know. But I just, uh, I think, like, there is an undeniable significance to it. Whether or not you like the the monarchy, um, because in your life there are there are a number of constants, and I guess like at the end, you know, in your in your bed, that you are the last constant, and that constant goes. But then you know, throughout your life, the constants change. So like you. As an example, you grow up in a house, maybe. I mean, if you're fortunate enough, you might grow, you would grow up in kind of a house. You might move around a bit, but like, I don't know, you, you have a home. And I think kind of more importantly, it would be the home. So the people you live with, brothers, sisters, mum, dad, whatever, whoever's in your house, you, you have some form of base and then once you leave that home, that's a constant gone. And that changes you in a certain way, good or bad. Um, 
<clears throat> kind of th those other things like you go to primary school that's constant that changes you go to secondary school that's a constant then that changes and then maybe you go to uni and that feels like a constant for a certain period of time and then it changes and there's just certain things that you you get comfortable you just find kind of a comfort zone at different levels picture it like mario you're kind of jumping on to a different level and you might get comfortable there but then you're gonna to have to change levels at some point go through a tube or however however mario navigates his life and like the constants can be big and small but like they do they will kind of that there is a noticeable kind of jarring thing that comes with it like uh if you have a pet and that dies, you know, on the face of it, you know, from my perspective, from like a third person's perspective, if someone else's pet dies, I'm like, I, you know, I sort of, you know, it means nothing to me. It doesn't do anything really to me. But um, obviously to that person, it's a, it's a huge deal. And um, yeah, like basically everyone in the whole world has grown up knowing the queen basically everyone and that's that's mental um yeah um what was i talking about basically yeah in your life there are a number of uh, constants and kind of, I think you adjust to like, I mean, a good phrase, which probably hasn't been used for a bit, is the new normal. And I think in your life, you adjust to the new normal. You adjust to high school, you adjust to uni or whatever, your job moving out of house, <laughs> moving out, whatever. You adjust to that, and then you kind of find that new level of comfort. Um, and <laughs> this isn't to say that sort of the queen was necessarily like, you know, massively interwoven in the comfort of wherever I was or am now. But she was a constant... And basically everyone in the world grew up with her being the queen. Not necessarily their queen, but just the queen, if we're all being fair. Um, and, you know, of course, this is an ignorant view from me. Because um, I haven't lived in Nepal, so I don't know what their view is of the queen. And I don't know if they're actually particularly cognizant of her and what the goings are on what the goings on are, sorry, of here. But, like, my point is, ah, maybe I'm just talking about me, but, like, you know, most people who listen to this podcast will know who the Queen is. Um, and, like, the fact that she died, you know, is actually another one of those constants that's changed. Um, I mean, it might actually be the herald of, like, no, like, no queen or no monarchy um, going forward. I don't know. That might happen in 
my lifetime. But uh, I think for that reason, it kind of was, it felt kind of impactful. Um, like sort of, it, it was a reminder of time and uh, the fact that it is finite because I think sometimes, well, yeah, I probably, you know, I didn't really spend much time thinking about the Queen and how long she had left. It's more just a case of like, you know, you, you just kind of, that bit box itself off. Who's the Queen? Queen Elizabeth. That, that's the Queen. You know, now it's another thing when someone sort of, you know, you know, when the national anthem's on, there'll be, it says King now. <laughs> you know, just little changes and it's just like, um, it is just ever so slightly jarring. Now, seems like we might get a couple bank holidays off the back of it. Eyes emoji. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, yeah. Um, ultimately, she was someone's mum and she was someone's granny. And, uh, and great granny. So, for that reason, it's sad. Um, loss isn't nice. Um, and, yeah. She seemed like a... I think, me personally, I think she seemed like a nice person. I know that there's other bit... Like, there's a... There's stuff. There's like a, you know, there's an institution there, which is kind of... But, as a person, seemed like a nice person. Maybe I'm wrong. Who cares? It's me. Got a podcast. Twenty people listen to it. Who get? Who cares? Um, <clears throat> so, it's it was a bit sad at the time, um, but we'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I, I haven't really done anything this weekend. Uh, gone out for coffee. Done a little bit of writing cooked a ridiculous meal by the way I just need to just need to make it very clear that I I just now made mash with trimmings in it and the trimmings being just like roasties roasted properly towards you know a an inch of being roasted to death um, and then kind of cut up very Cut up, but not very finely, but into like little chunks and then tossed into a mash and then kind of folded in at the last second. And then they just offer these little crunchy moments in the mash. Tremendous. And I marinated some chicken thighs overnight for the first time. Fried them in, in uh, panko just now. The marinade was like a tikka marinade. I just sort of made it up, but it was like I... I Tikka powder, so I had that and like garlic powder and whatnot and stuff in there. Ginger, <clears throat> did that overnight. Fried that in panko, roasted some veg, as well as making those roasties. Did some gravy, um, 
And yeah, it was just roasted veg, mash, chicken, fried chicken, and gravy. So, so good. I haven't had a shower today. So that means I haven't showered for over 24 hours now. I think the last time I showered was probably about midday yesterday. So um, it's actually one minute to nine as I'm speaking now. So at night. So we are, you know, pretty, pretty greasy at this point, having cooked that dinner. I always find that if you do a roast, the kitchen is so hot because you just have the oven on full whack for an hour or so. Um, and they're just, I mean, especially as I was frying as well. She had a lot going on. It was all very hot, but. I feel okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a nice shower before bed, which I think is a really nice kind of it's a nice moment. That'll really help me get back into the swing of things because I've just checked my steps for if I can be if I can be honest with you, it's the past two weeks. I've only hit my ten thousand steps. Well, it's probably the last two day it was probably from Friday, Saturday last week that it wasn't great. And then it was probably four days, four or five days of this week that I didn't make it either. And that's not good enough. That is not good enough. Um, so I need to get up early tomorrow. I need to be getting my steps in. No excuses. Um, you know, God do good things for yourself. Because I think I've sort of fallen off a little bit um, these past over this past week certainly um, and I've kept putting it back I've kept you know I said to myself maybe middle of the last week Thursday-ish I sort of said right Friday morning it's a good start good day to start again um, and I just couldn't muster it I need to do better so <clears throat> so we'll see how we go with that but I'm you know given that it's only nine o'clock now podcast well underway at this point Probably only have 10 minutes or so to go. We're all right. Um, shower, bed. Need to buy some clothes. Young George give me a lot of jip for that. But he's right to. He's right to. I don't even have a pair of jeans anymore. My only pair of jeans have the world's biggest kind of crotch hole in them. I've got like two crotch holes. But then it also sort of goes down the leg. And I think I must have mentioned this before. You know, my fat sort of pours through like almost um you know like the bags that you get oranges in you know if you press your own if you press your skin against the bag the bags that you get oranges in it's a bit like a fishnet tight fishnets you know it's like i'm wearing fishnets but only on my only on my balls and my legs so that's cool <clears throat> no one wants to no one wants to see that um so I need a new pair of jeans. I need some goddamn shoes. I bought a pair of golf shoes, first pair of golf shoes in my life. I pushed the boat out, 200 quid. I know. Pushed the boat out. Um, and this was in June when golf was still being played. I thought, I'll get a month of, of you know, nice golf with these new shoes. They've been in quarantine, or not quarantine, they've been in customs in New York for two months. Should I complain? Yes. Do I want to? No. Because 
I have to talk to someone to do that. Um, <clears throat> I actually will do it. It's just the fucking admin, isn't it? I hate admin. It's annoying. I think that's part of the complaint is like, I think that that's actually the substance of the complaint, really. It's not really de- the delay. If they could just make them arrive here tomorrow, that doesn't change anything. It's the fact that I would have to get in contact with them, you know, change the course of my life, log in on my emails, which I never do, see the fact that I've got 14,000 emails in there, which is just a source of it, you know, angst in itself. I might put that in there and say, look, I've had to log into my emails. They're a disgrace. I'm anxious already. I can see that on the UPS, the, the American Postal Service thing, USPS thing, I can see that my fucking shoes are in New York. Why are they in New York? Have they been taken by someone? Are they being played on uh, the Bethpage Black golf course in New York? And do you know what? If they said yes, I'd be like, fair enough. They're probably better than me. But the point is, I've spent 200 quid. I just want a fucking pair of shoes, you know? Never had a pair of golf shoes. Just wanted to slightly improve my game. No. So anyway, <clears throat> shoes aren't arriving. Cool. Um, so I'm going to have to dip into the market again tonight. Buy some different shoes. These aren't going to be golf shoes. I just realized I don't even have a pair of trainers that I wear anymore. Um, so I quite like the idea of buying a new pair of... Maybe some new balances, although they're the ones that are stuck in customs, so I feel like they might be a bit cursed at the moment. Do I buy a pair of, is it Nike Dunks or Jordans? What are they? Maybe I do that, but I just don't really like them. See people wearing them, and I don't really like them very much. So maybe I don't buy them. Um, You know, do I buy a pair of Adidas Gazelles? I don't know. Maybe I'll buy some more Vans. I have three pairs of Vans in the rotation. They're the only shoes I wear. Maybe I need to buy more. Feels like the wrong play, though. I want to slightly pivot in my image, clothing-wise. T-shirts, probably not needed. I think it's other bits. It's like, I wouldn't mind a pair of trousers, like slacks, trousers. I think there's a lot of trouser bottom wear action that's needed need a new pair of sunglasses and i've got a wedding in october that i completely forgot about until now i need a shirt for that and i basically think that you kind of i I want to try and do a bit of an alex turner thing um at the moment if you kind of think if you if you look at what he's doing at the moment i quite like that sort of black suit with a nice shirt. Quite happy with that. Um, anyway, you didn't need to know that, but I got a lot of pressure on me to do it from George. So yeah. I mean, we've probably mentioned it three times. Saw him today, mentioned it for the third time, and he was absolutely fuming. Maybe that's fair, maybe it's not, I don't know. Although, you know, it's not one it's not the it's not the only thing that I talk about over and over and over again without having taken action. So fair play to him, he's only young. He's less young now, though, obviously, as per the last episode. Um, 24 now, is it? Christ, we're all so old. Um, As I mentioned before, you know, 
it's uh, time's coming. Um, anyway, I haven't even got on to the story of the weekend. So I did do some stuff. I uh, so Saturday night, probably around half seven, quarter to eight-ish, maybe even eight o'clock. I, uh, it's been a nice, it was a nice day. Um, and uh, so it was still fairly light at that point. And I was just thinking, right, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go on the golf course. It was flat as well. Um, at about eight o'clock as well, any actual golfers playing around, they they are finished now, they're done. So there's no one else on the golf course. And I live on the golf course, so I just think it's absolutely fine for me to just hop on, play the play the hole that's right next to my house. I don't even play the hole, I actually just drop balls around the green and just chip and putt. But I don't take a putter, I just chip. Um, and then pick them up and throw them somewhere and then chip again. Um, just a bloody work on my game. Um, it, it doesn't get any better, but it's a bit of fun. I have my earphones in, I just chill out. It's a nice, calm time. Um, and I feel like, as a golfer, I'm respectful of the course. I'm not doing any, I, it. To me, it feels perfectly reasonable to do that. So I do it. Um, and I play until it basically gets too dark to do anything. Um, you know, you basically can't see your ball. Um, even bear in mind, I am chipping on the green next to me, so it, it gets fairly dark. It must be about half eight, getting towards nine o'clock. So, uh, I'm, I'm chipping, whatever. Actually, towards the end, uh, cat runs a cat just runs in from nowhere and um, you know, attacks, attacks the golf ball as I'm chipping. I'm a bit fuming at that, but anyway, I reset. And I, I set myself the challenge. You're not allowed to leave until you chip in, um, until the ball goes into the hole after you chip. Um, so off the green. Chip in, leave. Great. Pick up my balls, put them in my pocket, and then kind of there's a little sort of exit bit where um, you can kind of, yeah, I don't know, but there's just an exit bit which is really convenient for me. So I leave through there and it kind of gets me to the top of the hill that I live on. And I could see actually that the moon was beautiful. It was kind of like orangey, almost like a, I think they might call them a blood moon or maybe that's just something from the Witcher or another fantasy thing. That's So it might not be real. I might have just exposed myself as a nerd. Um, but it, yeah, it was a kind of orangey moon, big full-ish moon. I just thought, ah, I'm going to take a picture of this. So stood at the top of the hill. I've got two golf clubs in hand. Um, I've got a cap on, shorts, and a sort of a baggy West, in West Indies t-shirt I found in a charity shop. Paid three quid for it. Best value ever. Um, and yeah, stood at the top of the hill. And like for stability for my camera, I, I kind of... Um, uh, sort of leaning against uh, like a quite a big uh, like telephone pole, so it kind of looks maybe for someone that it maybe I'm hiding behind that pole taking pictures. When in reality I'm using it for stability, keep it straight, keep it you know level, no shaking, whatever. 
I take my photography very seriously. So anyway, I notice cars driving up the road, up the hill, and um, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm stood behind this pole here, and the pole is kind of on like a there's a bit of a wall as well next to it, so it all like it really looks like you're hiding. Um, it's like attached to a wall that, yeah. Anyway, so it really looks like I'm sort of hiding slash taking weird pictures. When in reality, it there is a big moon and it seems fine. It is fine. It is what it is. But anyway, cars driving up the hill, and I'm thinking, well, I look suspect here. I look suspect here, and being kind of awkward in the way that I am. I mean, it didn't help. I, I was holding two golf clubs, and I wasn't on a golf course, and it was also dark. So, say if it had been in the middle of the day, it's sort of more easily explainable. But it was now dark enough that it could have been construed that I was, you know, on manoeuvres, on road, as some might say. Um, and so yeah I thought shit I'm going to just turn around walk home and I'm going to play it cool I'm going to carry my golf clubs and I'm just going to walk home you know I'm going to turn around and because I'm not going to keep taking pictures while they're driving up the hill I'm going to stop I'm going to turn around and just walk home so and I'm 40 metres, 50 metres away from my house at this point. Um, so I just turn around and I walk. And I'm thinking, fine, 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 fine. I'm probably about 25 metres away from my house. The car pulls up, like slows. And that's the car that was driving up the hill pulls and slows up next to me. Oh dear. So I just keep walking. Because, of course you do. What are you supposed to do? I'm not going to stop, turn and face them with my golf clubs and stare them down. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep playing it cool. I'm just doing something totally normal. It looks fucking mental. Of course it does. But it is normal, I promise. Um, well, normal? No. Legal? Yes. Sort of. Um, I mean, I wasn't supposed to be on the golf course, technically. But, you know. Golf course is owned by the commissioners. I pay my rates. Anyway, who cares? Um, and I have lived here my whole life. Live on the golf course. I think I should be allowed to do it. Whatever. So, and they don't know that. That was the biggest whistle ever. Um, they don't know that. <laughs> so anyway, I'm walking to my I'm walking to my house. They have stopped for some time, and I'm just like, oh, gotta keep going. And then they eventually pull off again. But they are driving very slowly. And they drive very slowly past me. And I'm just thinking, fucking hell, this is awful. And I live on a corner. And I don't want them to see that I live where I live on that corner. So I ideally what I want them to do is to drive past the corner. Um, and I just go in the house. And they don't, They, as far as they're concerned, I've disappeared. Or they just carry on about their day. That's fine. Either or, it's fine. But they don't turn the corner before I can turn into my house, if you can see this. So they are turning the corner as I would turn into my house, meaning that if they looked 
out of the side of the car, they would see me turn into the house, and I'm thinking, well, I can't compromise. I cannot compromise my privacy at this point. So they turn the corner, they go up, they go up the next hill. They are still driving slowly at this point, and because I can't have them see where I live, I carry on. I turn the corner too, and I'm not walking slowly. I'm like walking. With I'm walking with a pace that, in my mind, feels like I'm pretty calm. When I think, in hindsight, maybe the pace was too much because it looks like I'm walking with a real purpose, you know, almost aggressively. And I think, oh, shit. So, anyway, turn the corner. They've turned the corner. They are now starting to pull away because even though they're driving slow, they are they are driving a car and walking a walk. So they 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 go up the hill and I'm going up the hill too. And I, I, there's kind of two gates to my house, one on one side of the corner, one on the other side of the corner, and they uh, like a front and a back, and they would still be able to see me go in the back. Uh, I want them to get far enough away that I can just go into that side of the house. <sighs> because they're driving slowly, they're still not, still not far enough away. And I'm still thinking, fucking hell, they're going to know where I am. However, the problem is, is that I'm the last, we're the last house on that kind of hill. Um, because then it's golf course. Hence why I was on the golf course. So if I keep walking up that hill, there's actually nowhere for me to go other than the golf course. Um, and I'm not going to go on the golf course now because it's so dark that it would look just insane of me to do that. It would look more suspicious if I was to do that. So there's nowhere for me to walk. Um, I would just be continuously walking after them, which I just think is going to antagonize them and end up with a weird, you know, confrontation where I'm going to have to explain, oh, I was taking a picture, showing them the picture, which by the way, bad picture and embarrassing, not worth any of this. Um, so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, fuck, okay. And, but they are, you know, as I said, they're driving a car and walking a walk, so they are getting past. They are getting further away. And I'm thinking, well, they're not that far away. They're not that far away from me being able to, to just go into my house. I have walked past the second gate at this point. I've probably walked two, three steps away from the gate at this point. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm going to have to just fucking run. <laughs> I'm going to have to turn around and run. And my decision is made up for me as at the top of the hill or towards the top of the hill, I suspect they see me still walking after them. They slow, they slow down and I can, and I'm initially thinking, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to run. And then I start to see them turn and I'm thinking, fuck, fuck this, run. I turn around, I run. Now they probably are a hundred meters or so no, maybe even 200 metres away. Um, nah, maybe 150 metres away. Somewhere between 100 and 200. Who cares? They would have had to be quite... I, I'm not sure they would have seen me in the, in the rear view. They would have to be pretty intent, intensely looking for me or at me to notice that I was still there slash, um, you know, was walking after them with my golf clubs. Like... I don't know what they were thinking, but they turned around and I assumed it was because of me. I sprint. So I sprint and I turn the corner so that I can get into my house on the other side 
and they're not seeing me go in there. So in theory, I've gone into any house or I've just disappeared entirely. They wouldn't know. So I run in, I get into, I get into kind of the garden at least, and then I go straight for the shed. One, because I want to get rid of these golf clubs because fucking hell, they're the murder weapon. And um, I just figure I can hide in there because I didn't think I had enough time because I could hear the car coming down the hill. So they were coming after me. So I go straight into the shed, put the clubs away, and I just fucking close the shed and wait for two minutes. And I can hear the car pull up on the road. And I don't know what they were doing. I don't know. I think I even heard voices. I do not know. Because at this point, my heart's racing and I can't hear myself think. So, um, sorry, I'm just sick in my mouth there. Um, that was a good one. I've not done that for a while. Um, <clears throat> so in the shed, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, well, what am I going to do here? I know, I think to myself, take my hat off, take my cap off. And I'm thinking, well, there's somewhat of the disguise gone. Um, and I like kind of slick my hair back behind my ears to kind of make it maybe look a little different, a little less raggedy. Hair's pretty long at the moment, but if you kind of slick it back, it can kind of settle itself down a bit. So I take my cap off, slick my hair back a bit, you know, Jason Bourne, basically. And then I, uh, I take my shoes off as well. Because on the gravel, they, you know, they're quite, they're quite, um, they've got like a bit of grip on the bottom of them. They, they're like running shoes, um, <clears throat> like trail running shoes. So when you walk on the gravel, they do make a crunch, a very loud, distinctive crunch. So I take the shoes off, I put a disguise on, i.e. take my cap off and slip my hair back. And um, I, I, I leave the shed and I'm thinking... I'm moving quiet like a cat and I'm and I'm disguised here. This is brilliant. Go to the front door. There's no one there. Well, I sneak my head around the, the, the kind of the wall, see that no one's there, straight for the front door, fumble my keys out, get it in, get it in, miss the keyhole a couple of times, but get it in, get in through there, um, and then get in the house, straight upstairs to bed like a naughty child. Didn't play it cool. Straight up to bed. Um, tweeted about the event. Um, and yeah, felt a bit smug, I have to say, but actually also kind of nervous. Because, and I said this in my tweet spree, it's exactly the type of thing that's going to end up on like the, 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 the community Facebook page ran by 50-year-old people. Because that's the sort of thing they love. They're thinking, there's crime here. There's absolutely, there's crime is ruining Ports and Mary. And the truth of the matter is, is I just wanted to take a shit picture. Took the picture. I put it on Twitter, actually. Not even a good picture. Genuinely, just like it. I mean, I had to zoom in, if I can remember correctly, I think I had to zoom in times four. Which on my phone, it's an Android, um just isn't very good and so and it was dark as well so you know double whammy so was it worth this this goose chase for that no but it's killed about 15 minutes of the podcast so maybe worth it for that sense uh for, for that reason sorry 
and yeah to date i i don't know that it has reached any facebook groups or has been uh, raised with the police but i do just wonder that when they've when they've pulled up and sl- when they've slowed and pulled up next to me at you know at the first moment whether they had taken pictures of me or whatever i don't know what they were doing but it was weird so yeah um yeah that's my story um and from there really i just kind of you know i lost the zest for the weekend it has to be said i went out for a bit of a coffee today tried to do some writing forgot what i wrote about so it must have been very good uh cooked an outrageous dinner has to be said um and um here we are recording the podcast at 23 minutes past nine uh aim is to do a little bit of online shopping tonight to tell george uh that i can do stuff if i put my mind to it um seems a bit of a rubbish reason to do shopping but I do need clothes. I haven't bought clothes for probably three or four years now. Um, so, yes. <clears throat> and I think that'll do for the podcast now. Probably all right. We'll, we might even be getting ever so slightly near to uh, 40 minutes, which is frankly far too long. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for your time. Um, I appreciate it as ever. Think about sharing the podcast if you would. Give me five stars as well. Be cheeky. Give me five stars. Wherever you are, please rate the podcast. I've I've heard it does amazing things. I don't know if it does. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I get notified of anyone that gives the podcast a rating. So I'm sorry if you have, and I haven't noticed it. But um, I I will have a look. I will have a look next week for ratings. So as an example, on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts or whatever, if you leave a rating and a comment, I will read the comment out on the podcast. How about that? That sounds cool. I don't know if you can leave a comment on the YouTube, uh, sorry, on the Spotify, but uh, if you can, do it. If not, just give it five stars anyway. Just be cool. Just be nice to me. Um, but yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be fun. I fucking know what am I doing? Um, yeah, but thanks again anyway for your time. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. That's a good way to live your life. Um, have a nice weekend ahead. Not week, Christ, Rob. Have a nice week ahead. Um, and remember to be kind to yourself, kind to other people, all of that. I'll see you next time.